Hi, and welcome to Hanging with the Oregon Homies. I'm Oscar, and... And I'm Frankie. And of, and of course, our show runs Fridays from 12.30 to 1, and also it is rebroadcasted on Saturdays from 12.30 to 1. And we're also on your um, favorite podcast, um, and which is a really good thing right now, because um, we're going to talk some today about the ice storm that is still going on in Portland. Luckily, we're not in Portland um, or in the valley right now, but we had our we had enough of a storm here in Lincoln County, um, and unfortunately, ho- hopefully by tomorrow. When you're hearing this, we're recording on Thursday. Hopefully, you're going to hear us over the airwaves. But right now, because the tower is in a remote part of Newport, the crews haven't gotten there yet. And so without power at the tower, we can't broadcast over the air. So we are streaming live because the studio never lost power and never lost the internet. So you're either catching us on on the podcast or you're catching us um, on our live streaming. And we hope any moment now that we're going to get back on the airwaves. So, but it brought up some issues, um, and maybe for you too. One was that when the the storm came, you know, we we heard all the the warnings about it and it didn't catch us unaware it did catch us unprepared Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of embarrassed to say but we had no gas in our car (laughs) our 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 devices our cell phones weren't charged up Um, the food that we had in the house all had to be cooked Um, and and so and of course we had no alternative way to heat the the uh, our little house, so we were pretty much caught unaware of, uh, unprepared, and so um, it made me start to think about, well, not only how many of us were unprepared, but I know since my cell phone was the only connection to the outside world, and I was on my cell phone all day long trying to figure out when would the power come back, um, where could we go if we needed to go get help, uh, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. But all of those messages were in English, every one of them. And so from Central Lincoln PUD, those were all in English. Um, every now and again, the, the, the county would put out something that had been translated in Spanish, or um, Alex, um, or or Angel, two of our our um, producers on on KYAQ, they did a lot of translating and posting on Facebook. Um, but it really raised the question for me, and we've been kind of talking about this uh, here in the studio about how 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 can we do a better job of of communicating information that's really crucial and life-saving mm-hmm. uh, to uh, folks who don't speak English, and um, or read or write English, or you know, or have limited um, uh, comprehension. And so, and 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 
like I said, I, I was talking with Alex, and he said he he went ahead and did a lot of translating and then posting on Facebook so that he knew that people were getting information. But so here's a real gap in our community mm -hmm. and in our coverage. And why doesn't PUD have somebody <laughs> who could translate um, uh, things? And then so the the worst of the storm's over. We've thought out our power. Some people still, unfortunately, don't have power. I think that's changing by the hour at this point. I think more and more people are getting their power back, finally. But what happens if you don't know English? How, how do you get information? Oscar, how do you get information if you don't know English? <laughs> well, uh, they're out here, and it's totally different uh, where I'm from. I bet. Uh, one of the main things here, it's through Facebook, and uh, and yeah. I see, and I can personally tell you that since I have no no social media at all, and I'm and I'm living carefree there with no social media. <laughs> You're proud of not having. <laughs> yes. all, all you folks that don't have social media are always so proud about it. Yeah. <laughs> not me. I don't have social media. <laughs> no, uh, but the only thing it is, of course, that of. Uh, there that this has shown a point that where we actually uh the organizations that need to hire a, a person yeah that will fully be translating things yeah. um that's the real answer mm -hmm, isn't mm -hmm. it yes you see and it's like you see and it's like i said yes this has to be paid okay uh, what you see that what Angel and Alex did, uh, God bless their souls, mm -hmm. in which they you see in which they took it that are on their own personal time. Yeah. Okay. So, so yes, and uh, there are things that which we will do for our that for our community. Yeah. But but the way that I see it, it's uh, when we're talking about being just and of mm -hmm. uh, having equity. Mm -hmm. And I uh, do believe that uh, these organizations that do need to hire a, a, per a person that is going to be specifically tasked that of translating things that it that it that it that into Spanish, and also if you have it being broadcast, that you also need to get a speaker that of that language who in uh, who is fluent and also right. be paid. Right, because we were playing around with Google Translate. <laughs> And if you've ever tried to translate like a paragraph um, mm -hmm. in Google Translate, you get, as you were saying, a word for word, word translation. And there's no equivalency mm -hmm. um, in, in many languages. For, and there's often not even words to describe in that other language. Mm -hmm what you're trying to translate word for word. So what you end up is this very weird mishmash of of words that kind of don't make sense. And of course, can't have any context because they're just, it's a it's a bot that's mm -hmm. just reading letters, yeah. <laughs> you know. You see, and that this is why it is important to have a, see, a person that is going to be just 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 translating yeah that the other thing that is also um one of the biggest things it's just like you said that we often come into the situation that we're, we're translating word by word right and uh 
and of course that all that message is getting lost in translation yeah uh, so what we need to do it it is at least say so all right so in general that if we're going to speak spanish let's let's write it that where spanish is understood from from north america that all the way to south america with that with common words in which we are able to use mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's a way to help solve the problem but i think yeah and just to just to say a little bit more about that so the best people to have translating or interpreting translating is the written word <laughs> interpreting is the verbal right and i always get those mixed up and um it, it, you really want somebody from that particular community yes. too if you mm -hmm. can yes and what you really want is a native speaker mm -hmm. who uh who is literate in in uh that whatever language in uh, which you decide to and then to translate that the only thing it is this is one of my arguments and uh this also goes back in back into my high school years mm -hmm. um when you see, uh, when students take Spanish, well, well, like in school, and including that at the university, it is that, see, it is that they're learning Castilian. That's right. It's very formal. Mm -hmm. So, what happens? It is when you speak to somebody from and uh, from North America, mm -hmm. and of course, and I mentioned that North America because we often forget that Mexico is in North America. That's right. That's why. That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You see, so, 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 for example, um, see, and see, and so, like, for example, that that when you're getting a speaker from Mexico, mm -hmm. there, there is a, there is a certain pattern to write something and and see and to say something. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. is different that compared that if we go like to the Spanish from Ecuador, right? Where it see and where one word in in uh, see see and Mexican Spanish may have one meaning, mm -hmm. it may have a total different meaning in a in the Ecuador, and so this is yeah. why that we have we have to get people who are native speakers in the to their yeah. home language. Yeah. I agree. My, you know, I took Spanish in school. Um, I'm not <laughs> at all a fluent speaker, but I took it in high school. And um, uh, I would show my parents what my homework was, and I'd have a question for them, and, and they'd want to help, but they mm -hmm. couldn't. They said, I don't recognize this. Mm -hmm. This is not... This is not the Spanish I learned in Toledo, Oregon, or in Albuquerque, <laughs> mm -hmm. New Mexico. This is Castilian, and you know, um, and it's a very formalized, you know, form. It's really colonialized, <laughs> actually, because nobody speaks it here in the United States. Really, not yeah. like that. No, yes, and also that you remember that our friend that Alberto, and uh, who is Spaniard, right? And uh, he has even said no. This is not this. This is not the Spanish that we use in Spain. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And so kidding. even though yes, and so even though it is based that of the yeah. Spaniard Spanish, yeah, it is sometimes not equivalent. So, 
See, so oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. I thought, <laughs> sure, at least in Spain they would speak Castilian. And then no. some of the things that are not. See, uh, it's just like for us. See, it's just like for us, like in Mexico, that we don't use the uh, vosotros, the right. vuestros, uh, the uh, third person plural at a time. Right. So, so for us, it's just nosotros. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, and the other thing that it also comes like into certain words. Yeah. It's just like if we say carcacha, it's a car. Uh, uh, there's a carro. And so that's another word. Face? No. And uh, that's cara. Aha. See. Mm. And, and then that we also use like the words automobil. Aha. Okay, so there is a variation of words, and and uh, and it mainly depends that that where you're from and uh, which you know which you're going to use, and so this is why that that when it comes to language, we have to actually we that we need to understand that from what region and uh, mm -hmm. which they're speaking, mm -hmm. and uh, which version that of Spanish, and it's just like I said, uh, just like. Just like, for example, it's just like with Mexico. It is that if you come there from the south, it is slightly different. Right. And uh, when you come to central Mexico, and it's slightly different. Right. And then that you come to northern Mexico, and it's totally different. Right. And right. you see, and right. see, and uh, and one of the things is that when you look at uh, northern Mexico, you start to see that where we have incorporated the uh, American words in. Uh, some more Spanglish? Mm -mm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's just like, see, it's just like at, um, see, it's just like we say, uh, es, uh, parking. Some of the words that are getting now mixed is parquear. It's like, no. Es, 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 uh, es, uh, es, oh, shoot. You'll get it. <laughs> and I just had that the word. <laughs> right it was right there. Yes. For parking and lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, you see. And it's words like that. Yeah. And, see, um, yeah. And then there's the false cognates, which white people who don't know Spanish can really get tripped up on. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, I, have we talked about this before? Molestar. For a while, all these social workers were all freaked out. <laughs> Because, you know, the little kid is saying that, you know, their brother uh, molestar. Well, it sounds like molest, but it's not molest. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's totally different. And, and so these have real implications. Mm -hmm. You know, someone could go to jail for that. Um, uh, years ago, when I lived in Salem, there was the case of a, of a man who... They would speak Spanish to him because he had brown skin, and he never responded. So they assumed he had a mental health problem. They put him in the the the, the state hospital until finally somebody figured out that there was nothing wrong with him. He just didn't know Spanish, and this is particularly troublesome <laughs> right now because Lincoln County and Oregon and etc. has a lot of Guatemalans mm -hmm. here. And they often don't know Spanish, mm -hmm. and there's no reason they would know Spanish. 
Um, or like we, we've had a, a friend of ours on the air who um, uh, didn't know mom. Uh, he knew a dialect from the town or village that he mm -hmm. was was in. And so, but we assume if you're brown, oh, you speak Spanish. Okay, well, we're good. You know, we'll find you a translator for Spanish. And, um, and it can have very serious implications in people's mm -hmm. lives if it's the wrong language. Now, um, I know in the past it's been really difficult to find speakers of mom. Um, and so, but one of the things that I think about as the, you know, as the president of, of KYQ is, and especially when we are, we've had a crisis like we've had with this ice storm, um, we're, we're, we're not getting the information out to people. Hmm. I mean, this, this could cost people their lives. And, um, and this is very serious. And so, so we at the very least should be having information in Spanish and in mom and, and not count on our Spanish-speaking um, programmers to, to fill that gap for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we should be providing that on our own. We, mm -hmm. should, have, we should be paying our own Spanish speakers to do these kinds mm -hmm. of, of translations for us. I've been thinking about our news. Bill and um, Brian do a short little news segment twice a day for the radio station Monday through Friday. Well, there's we don't do that in Spanish. And, you know, we're talking about real basic news, you know. Mm -hmm. And so how are people getting local news if they don't, if they're not fluent English speakers? How do they find out that... Uh, you know, Thompson's is, is or, or I guess Dahl, no, Thompson's is here, that Thompson's is letting you, um, if you're a resident, dump your, your yard debris for free right now until I think it's through Saturday. Um, how would you know that? You could have a yard full of trees <laughs> and not know that you could go dump them for free. And that's not so life-saving, but... But it's good information that... See, and it's especially for the non-English speakers. And it is just like I see. It's just like I commented you that before coming there on air. And uh, when I went to Dolls, Dolls disposal, and it really surprised me. And uh, they had that their message in English, and uh, they had their message in in Spanish. So good for that. Twenty twenty four. We're in twenty twenty four, folks. We have, an, and and in fact, we just saw some updated um, population information, and. Finally, um, they've upped the percentage of, of um, Latinos and Mesoamericans in Lincoln County to now 18%. Well, we've known it was at least 18% for a long time before I think they were saying 13, and then some places would say 15. And it's still on, on the it's low number. still on the low mm -hmm. number. I would be willing to bet it's still on a way low number. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, and um, well, like, for example, and uh, what you said about mom, and it's just like I visited that one of our um, one of our ESOL classes mm -hmm. and two and uh, two students were from Guatemala mm -hmm. and two different dialects that are mom. Wow. Oh, geez. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. You see, there would be. See, so it's things like that. Um <laughs> But uh, but of course it's 
and it's just trying to find at least like like the most important thing is to try and find at least a common ground yeah and then that from that common ground that we can slowly start to grow and um and uh provide that every that all of these translations that all of this news that in their native language you see mm -hmm. and see and uh, for me that have come in that from the border when they came to news that we were fortunate that we had that all of the mexican stations of course okay so for us that uh we were not dependent on univision just Nice. We had Azteca. Uh, 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 Televisa, that's the one that I haven't been able to remember. Ah. It's Televisa. Uh -huh. And uh, see, and uh, you have uh, Telemundo, uh, mm -hmm. you have, well, just like I said, uh, Televisa. And then that in Juarez, uh, they had that their own local channel, the, which right. was Channel 44. Right. See, now when it came to print, we have uh, the uh, el el which is el diario de Juarez, diario Juarez. Ah. So even there, it see and uh, see and uh, which people had access uh, across the border. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things was that was was the Seven uh, Eleven that was selling both editions, that the that the El Paso Times. The uh, USA Today, uh, and also that you had that the Mexican version set of the news. Of course. So, con el diario. <laughs> now, for a while, we were airing not just our locally produced programs that we have in Spanish, but also, I think, out of Los Angeles, there was a um, news service that was in Spanish. And I, I don't know, because I don't, I don't pay that much attention to all the programs that were airing, but I'm not sure whether or not that's still... So at least somebody could get national mm -hmm. news, but they can get that on the TV, too. Mm -hmm. um, it's the local stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the weather going to be like in two days, and is it going to be um, freezing weather? I mean, this is important information. And, you know, we've gotten a little pushback, not very much, really, but we've gotten a little pushback from a couple of people... Um, saying to us things like, you know, um, I'm part of the community. I don't like all this Spanish program. Well, we don't have that much Spanish programming, <laughs> for one thing. And Well, well and it just has a, yeah, see, and now, and has a counterpoint. And so let's put it in the view of a Spanish speaker. Right. Their view that could be it's there's too much English programming. <laughs> right. See? Right. See? So, see, right. and so we can exactly. play both sides. And, but Yeah. But it comes down to don't people who have limited English speaking, don't they deserve to know what's happening in their mm -hmm. community too? Mm -hmm. And don't they deserve to know when there's something that's threatening in the weather or or something and um it's a matter of humanity in mm -hmm. my book and and because we're a community radio station our license is tied to being a community radio station um and so the fcc charges us with with meeting the needs of the entire community mm -hmm. and so if you know we actually did a little study 
no, it's not formal. It's not. It's not uh, 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 significant in terms of its. The numbers aren't. You know, it's not scientific. But what we did do is we compared all of our programming, um, and then compared how many hours of programming we had converted that to percentages and then looked at the percentages of LGBTQ people of um, of um, of Latinos um, women um, um, uh, black programming all of that to see are we meeting the needs of Lincoln County so we looked as best we could for Lincoln County data and um, and and then tried to determine what kind of programming we need more of. And it's clear to me the more that we talk and, 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 and an emergency really raises mm -hmm. our consciousness about what we need to do to be better prepared. And, and that's what I think that the direction we need to go in. Now, you're right, it needs to be somebody who is a native speaker. And the way we used to talk about that is, um, is it's one thing to know a language, it's another to be culturally competent. Mm -hmm. So to know about the culture, because if you don't know about the culture, you can't know what word choices are the best ones, or you know, or you have to know if someone's from Guatemala or from or uh, or from uh, El Paso, because they're not going to speak the same language. It's it kind of reminds me of the old days when. Well, the very old days when they just took all these um, indigenous tribes in Oregon and just put them all together in salats. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't know each other's language. Uh, there's this assumption that if you are brown, you are like every other brown mm -hmm. person. And that's one of the things that this program has been trying to work at debunking. Yeah. We have a few more minutes. Um, what else do we want to... Uh, oh, I know. One of the things that people often will say to me is, well, they're in our country. Why don't they know our language? How long does it take to learn a language, Oscar? <laughs> well, at, at the high level of proficiency. First of all, that we need to understand this. Uh, the U.S. has no official language. Right, exactly. Okay. So first, that is num that's the first thing. We yeah. have no official language. Yeah. Our official language of business yeah. is English. Yeah. But overall, that there is no official language. Official language <laughs> okay. of business. I yeah. like that. <laughs> now. Commerce. Now that the other thing, it is to acquire a language, it does take its time. It, right. it takes a long time mm -hmm. to learn another language. Yes. Now, the other thing it is that you need support mechanisms that in order to help foster the language acquisition, and yeah. which, which not everybody's going to have. Right. Now, the other thing it is that we also need to look at the American view to multilinguals. Yeah. America has a... A, a very awkward vision that where where a uh, English monolingual s speaker should be superior. Yeah. And uh, once right. we see and once we start to think that in this context, 
the, see, and this is why that we start to develop that certain attitudes yeah. towards a multilingual right. speaker. Okay, just just look at Europe. You and uh, you can live there in Europe, and and uh, you can learn about three different languages. Yeah, well, you and have it's something to. valued. Mm -hmm. You have to. In fact, uh, and we have to wrap it up. But in fact, I used to teach um, intercultural communication, and a lot of my students have four, five, six mm -hmm. languages. I was always amazed. Here we are, you know. Well, you know, we learn one, and that's all that matters. So this is a long conversation <laughs> that I'm sure we will touch on again as time goes by. Um, thank you for supporting KYQ. Thank you for hanging in with us while we have this weather emergency still going on, and we're going to get back on the air just as soon as we can. So thanks for listening to Hanging with the Oregon Homies. This is Frankie. And Oscar. And we're signing off. Thanks very much, folks.